Welcome to the Spirit of Leadership podcast. Listen in as we talk with emerging as well as seasoned leaders, changemakers, and visionaries, and hear their stories, how they have overcome challenges, how they cultivate inspired vision as stewards and mentors, shining their light to uplift and empower others, reconnecting us through a sense of belonging to the natural world and to the interweaving circles of just and vital communities. Hello. I am so thrilled today to be introducing to you Nahid Bustani, who is a, a wonderful new friend, and I am really excited to have her here talking on the Spirit of Leadership podcast in relation to her art and her spiritual relationship to her art. She is a data scientist in the IT world, and she's a mother at home, a philanthropist, and a coach in her heart, and a self-proclaimed Persian-American artist who contributes her art to the arduous practice of staying present. And for her, Persian calligraphy has been her family heritage and her main tool to share the spirit of art that she's been experiencing in conscious presence. And that's what I love about conversation with her that I, that we are going to be able to get a glimpse of um, here. And she says that there is a space where creation pours and that it pours until we grow weary of receiving it. And that in this space, that is where she expresses herself. And she says, and that's where we all express ourselves in that space. And that she is the vehicle for the creator to manifest itself. And she'll be telling us about her new project, Be the Dot, Be the Presence. And I'll let her speak about that herself. So welcome, Nahaid. And I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you, Megan, for having me. I am triple times more happy <laughs> and honored to be in your presence. There is no doubt that our very short friendship has flourished amazingly to bring us to this point for me to be able to share with you and to experience your presence <laughs> as for me um, presence is the plasma and I feel a lot in there so very much honored Thank you so much for having me for this opportunity and for the time to be together. Well, I love that. The plasma, that is so fascinating. So I'm going to go back to presence as I experience it with my art. 
as I actually put myself in that place. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. That is exactly the place that I can claim anything that I am creating to be authentic. Without that presence, without being there, I have a hard time putting the stamp of art and truth on anything that I, I do. And that is the place that I've learned to go through the path of Irfan. That is the path uh, that is coming from Sufism, that is rooted in Islam, that is very much known in Persia, as I like to call it, <laughs> but slowly being practiced worldwide as we are expanding and becoming a whole big earth family <laughs> presence. It's called Hozur in, in the path of Irfan. That's what I am, that's the word that I am using um, when I'm introducing a lot of my work and also um, the work that I heartfully connect with that space with. Um, and it's one of the fundamental basic steps in our thought to be able to sense the presence that's around you. Beautiful. And so for some that might initially be um, too much of sensations because they might be trying to make something happen. And what they get is a lot of sensations. <laughs> While uh, once, once you slowly lean into it and rest in it, you will learn that that presence is actually a state of complete surrender and witnessing. So it is through surrendering and witnessing that you get to feel that state and enter that state of presence. And once there, everything is authentic. Everything is real. Regardless, everything is accepted and everything is beautiful regardless, which is basically breaking free of almost anything, any, not only judgments, but rules and even principles and getting to a place of just allowing and witnessing. And as much as I'm using words, I would say that words are not quite something that I could explain these with. But if I am able to stay in that presence, then my words have the stamp to deliver that state. So I am hoping to be able to stay there whenever needed so that I can um, help anyone else 
to get to that space and experience it. Beautiful. Beautifully said. And what I I find so um, fascinating, too, is that it relates back to the theme of this podcast of the spirit of leadership. And really, um, I would like for you to just talk about how you came to it and what your experience was of the other listening to the other um, people who were speaking, and then how that led to you talking about self-leadership. Oh, Megan, yes. (laughs) Yes, you're taking me back to that amazing initial encounter with the podcast. That was such, such a place of, of, ah, I hope I find the word for it. It was such a place of eureka at the same time of feeling home and feeling resonance and finding a place that speaks the language for me. So not only the title, the spirit of leadership was just glorious. I, I, I can't say how much I love that title and how much, how authentic it sounds to me. Um, but also listening to the podcast. I could see that spirit of leadership being present. Yes. And and I must give that credit to you. I am sure when you picked that title, that was something that you could hold. And through holding that, you could allow that presence of the and anyone else to also shine in there and and be there so for me listening to those podcasts was as if every word that i was hearing was taking me through the journey and transforming me at the same time it wasn't like I know every um, every word has its own energy and power. You listen to news and you get the excitement right. and the fear right. and whatever that's there from their words. And listening to your podcasts, I could feel that metamorphosis of transformation that was present and was allowing the conversations to powerfully deliver their messages. And these are messages that are especially for people who are not in the field or are not quite used to these types of conversations. They might come along either too simple, too obvious, or too far-fetched, exactly two opposites. And it's only through holding that state that you can help them 
get into that space with you and transform with each word. Fascinating. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you for expressing it that way. And you, um, it's also you, the way that you listen, because you were receiving it, all those words. And it's so fascinating to me because my initial desire was to create a platform for people to be able to express that. And also in the realm of conversation, something happens in conversation that is so generative, that space of resonance and that presence that happens in that inner connection between people who are in their presence. And then there's that other whole presence that includes, it's inclusive. So I love how you 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 brought that in our conversation before um, we decided to have this conversation for an episode and that you were talking about how through that transformation, it leads to self-leadership. And I'd love to hear you talk about self-leadership and how that finds its way through your art. Sure, sure. I, I do want to go step back for a second. I am just okay. <laughs> so grateful. There was no coincidence that I came to your podcast and I received it. Yes, I was receiving. And and I I can just say that it was it was whatever that you intended to do in that platform, you did it absolutely beautifully. Oh, thank you. And I must have been led by the universe there. Um, being in a state of receiving, so I could actually become a part of it. Yes. I am sure if I was not at the state of receiving, I would have claimed something else out of it and walked out and ended up somewhere else. But uh, but but the universe let me there and wanted me there. So thank you. And you did an amazing job. And um, going back to self-leadership and how your platform really brought that out for everyone else um, and how it resonated with me, I think what you did, you not only you led your own project and heart and and goal through that platform, but also the opportunity that you provided for everyone else made a whole ripple effect and made it a place of trust and community for people to be wanting to be a part of it. And for me, that self-leadership was a complete, not a light bulb, was a complete high five. Yes, Megan, high five. <laughs> Thank Self-leadership. <laughs> That's the only way that I can define leadership. For me, leadership does not exist outside self-leadership. And um, this is something that I came to 
I literally came to that space and place after after many years of taking um, lessons, classes, learning, following, practicing. Um, it was it was just a stage in my life and, and a place that I came to realize there is no follow follower and a leader. There is only self-leadership. So true. And, and that was when it started kind of clashing inside me for <laughs> about being able to accept leadership from others versus leading my own way. And it's a fine line. You don't want your ego to come in and change all the definitions <laughs> and make you put the flag of leadership somewhere. But at the same time, you, you realize that you're just not able to uh, grow the way you used to grow by following and by practicing in a state of follower. Um, it's, a, it's a fine place and, and I can only imagine it as a, as a constant transform transformation that self-leadership is also a constant transformation. That's the only way that you can be truly leading yourself because you're growing and you're transforming and you're growing and you're transforming and going to the next and next and next level of the person that you are. So for me, that self-leadership became the only way of leadership and growing. And I figured that if I live what I am truly wishing to see to be growing in the world, I am leading it. And, and if I can see it, I can be it. I am doing it as long as I can see it. The moment that I close my eyes and I can't see it, I'm not there anymore. But that's why for me, it's a constant state of, you know, it, it, it's like a lotus transforming, metamorphing, coming alive again. Um, and that is something that I've also found being crucial for creativity and creating art. I figured that it's only through acknowledging yourself as an artist and as a creative person and letting it happen is that you can create a piece of art that is truly statement, a conversation, a representation of the truth of time and space, as I like to call it, that the art, the definition of art is a representation 
of a truth of time and space. Oh, beautiful. Basically, you stay in the present. You see what's happening in this time and in this space. You see that truth. And then you express it with whatever tool that's your art tool. Is that is that um, calligraphy? And it, talk about specifically how calligraphy and Persian calligraphy. I'm just starting to feel like there's a presence in in those shapes and those letters that's beyond just what we're seeing. Absolutely, it's it's interesting. I'm actually coming from a symposium just. Uh, two days ago on calligraphy and, and it's uh, the difference, the different types of calligraphy that was presented in there from the, uh, from the traditional ones, the ancient ones to the modern ones. And you can see how, how each piece, each art, each time is a representation of the truth of that time. Mm. The ones that were more traditional and uh, going back in time were more structured, a lot more structured. They are through um, practices of letters, many, many practices of like hours of repeating the same letter until you get it in perfect shape. And... Um, they are mostly on religious scripts. They don't go out to be, you know, writing anything and everything. They're on religious scripts and they are very structured, which is when you go back in time, this is how art was. This was, it was very structured, very much based on practice, very much based on following uh, the master. and. Um, and still, it was it was transcendental. It's I mean I'm I'm using these words in in not in lowering the value of that, but but to to um, say the significance of it in this way. It was transcendental. Um, and then you come to more of transcendental through the religious um, uh, practices and knowledge and states. And you come to more of the modern ones, which are a lot more fluid, a lot more fluid and a lot more free and a lot more different based on each artist. And this is the freedom that this time and space is accepting and allowing. This is the truth of the time and space. We are allowing human beings to express themselves in a very different way these days than was a thousand years ago, 500 years ago. And um, so, so you look at these letters and you look at these shapes and even the messages, the words, and you do get what is it that time and space whether it was more traditional, uh, more connected to the master's 
of religious uh, practices versus more modern, fluid, a lot more different artists per artist. Um, so that is one thing that you I can I can see happening in calligraphy. And the other was the difference that I noticed on poetry. These are all practiced on poetry. And in Persian calligraphy, the practice of calligraphy is all about practice of virtues. We do, and still to this day, students go practice a lot the, the letters and repeat the letters and the words until they master the shapes. But for me, my approach is a little different. I do practice. But my approach starts with the spiritual part of it, with the virtues, that you first bring in the virtues and then let those letters and words happen. You bring in the virtues, you bring in the grace, the reverence, the surrendering, and and receptivity and then you let your you let your intuition to be connected to to the intuition of all of the ascendant masters and you don't have to know everyone by name or <laughs> specifically do any rituals but it it amazingly works when you first start with the spiritual part of it you bring in the virtues and then you bring in your receptivity and then you bring in your intention as well just like a prayer that you're here you're receptive you're open and you want to receive what's wanting to come beautiful and it appears as a poem it appears sometimes as a name it appears sometimes for me it's just a mix of letters um but but it is truer than any other and it's more alive than any other practiced over and over practiced pieces and mastered. And, and it does transfer to, to the audience and to people who see it as well. It, it definitely does because it, it holds all of those virtues. It holds the intention in there and it holds whoever who has come to your side to help your pen move and, and deliver the message to you. So it all stays there. Beautiful. Amazing. Thank you. Thank and you where, where do you see this? Um, where is this evolving for you now? You're, you're a mother and you say you're a co coach in your heart. And where is this all? How is this in this very moment? <laughs> 
where you are now. How, where is this taking you? Uh, how beautifully put together. Thanks, Megan. That's, that's a great question. Um, for me, it is, uh, it's, it's miraculously, amazingly have come to a package together as my new project, Be the Dot, Be the Presence, the art of holding this, the state. Um, and it's all about being in that transformative place and being able to be in that presence, that strong presence and, and bringing others in there, merging their presence together and creating a bigger field for everyone to hold each other and to be able to add their virtues together and their and their intentions and 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 this is it's just it just creates a beautiful amazing um space of space of divinity that's being held by human beings by individuals coming together and supporting each other for their creativity to open up so the same thing that I have been doing on my own, I am planning to have people coming together and do it together. It actually multiplies that effect uh, to a great magnitude and it makes it easier uh, for everyone to get to this place rather than you know, if you're doing it alone, it takes much longer. You might have to go through the same path that I have gone years, which I'm grateful for. Um, but in this project, I am I am hoping to bring people together by and and give them the opportunity of using calligraphy not only to create a piece of art, but also to experience what it means to be in that creative presence and receive something. And if you can do it with art, with calligraphy, you can expand it to other areas of your life. Uh, you're not just creating a piece of art. You can actually find answers and ways and possibilities for many other areas of your life. And that will surely give you a sense of self-leadership as well. Because you start with nothing and you allow it and you ask for it and you receive it and you create it and you see the possibilities and you grow bigger with that. That's wonderful. I'm so excited to see what comes next. And I'm just, I'm going to put in the show notes, the link to your website and um, people can learn more and follow you. And more importantly, it's so fascinating because here we are just doing the audio and people listening to your voice expressing this 
And then to be able to go and see the visual representation of that presence. So I'm so grateful for you being here today. And I look forward to hearing more what comes next. Thank you so much for having me. I am uh, absolutely grateful to have shared this time with you, to have learned from you both here and outside our conversation <laughs> here. It's definitely been an honor to, uh, to even go through a long scheduling process with you. Right. I might do that again. It gives me an excuse to stay in touch and just know that Megan is there and I am waiting to hear from her again. <laughs> Thank well, you so there's much. It's only the beginning. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Thank you and take good care. Spirit of leadership